Welcome to The Savvy Session, your go-to podcast about elevating your life and business, sprinkled with a little bit of fun. This podcast is brought to you by Elevate Performance Solutions and Revolu IT Services. And now, here are your hosts, Kirsten Ramos and Paula Kircher. Hello, and welcome back to The Savvy Session. Have you ever thought about creating and offering a course online? Well, today we're going to be discussing the steps you can take to creating your first online course. My friend and co-host Kirsten is in the process of creating her first course. And since it will be launching next month, we thought this would be a great way to not only highlight her course, but also to share the process and first steps she took in creating her online course so that it may help and inspire our audience who may also be interested in doing the same thing. I am so glad we're talking about this because as with anything from losing weight to creating your own online course, you have to find what works for you. And when I started down the path of researching online course creation, it seemed daunting. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of different platforms and sites that you can go to and there's different hosting fees and different bells and whistles. And uh, it was pretty overwhelming. And when I discovered the platform that I'm going to be launching my course from, it clicked. It really made sense for me. Kristen, I'm so excited that you're finally launching your course. I know that we have talked behind the scenes over the past year or so about you creating an online course especially since you provide leadership and development training and have a vast library of topics and presentations that I've been cheering you on to create something online that could be replicated from your presentations and also provide an additional revenue stream. Can you tell us more about which platform you'll be using and also why did you decide to use this platform? Yes. And and Paula, first of all, thank you so much for cheering me on. I think a, a lot of times as creators, <laughs> we know one of our areas and we may say, I could never do that. I could never take what I'm normally doing and do it differently um, on a different platform. So thank you for all of that yeah. cheerleading, because I feel like I, I may not have pushed myself uh, to continue down this path, especially as daunting as it was um, that I mentioned. But um, without further ado, the the platform that I found and I ended up selecting is called maven.com. And there are a few really important things that really spoke to me as a creator about Maven. And the first thing is that the courses are live and they are cohort-based learning opportunities. Um, the reason that's really important to me is that that's how I facilitate training. I do live, whether that is live virtual, where it's through a Zoom meeting, or it's in person. So knowing that I wouldn't have to completely change the way that I do things, but it would just be a different platform and hopefully a, a broader audience was... Um, was really impactful. And because it's cohort based, and I'd love to be able to tell you, hey, you are going <laughs> to get every single thing you need to be successful from me, your trusted facilitator. But that's just not how it is. Uh, people learn from others. So although as a facilitator, I have the knowledge, I have the expertise, I have the framework, 
it's the other members of a training cohort that really help to solidify that knowledge transfer and and to give you you know as a participant what you what you need to be successful um the next reason i chose maven was that it's free i do not have to sign up for a monthly fee um, to have them host my site or as i'm figuring it out i don't have to be paying a fee and, and then end up saying oh shoot i've paid all this money I don't have a course ready. Now I need to cancel my subscription. Um, so that was that was great. I still look at them and say, how do you make money? Um, but they do take what I believe is a small uh, revenue share off the top, um, which is completely worthwhile. And um, it's really only a, a small portion. And then there's also no limit to what I can charge for the course. So they don't say, hey, you must charge this or you have to charge between this or that. They give parameters of, hey, this is what we found to be most successful. But if I chose to say, you know what, I'm going to offer this course for free, I would lose out, they would lose out, but they would still allow me to do that. Um, rest assured, my course is not free. I, mama needs new shoes. I'm going, I will be charging. Um, but I think that was, the, you know, those were some other things. Um, and lastly, I get to choose when my course runs. I get to choose how often I want to have a new cohort. So it could be that I want one quarterly. It could be that I want one every month. It could be, you know, any number of things. They also, part of that letting me run whenever I want is they all, I get to decide the duration. So if I want it to be a week-long course where we meet two times 90 minutes and do some, uh, you know, activities on the side, I can do that. Um, I can have it be a six-week course where, again, you're not in, you know, using my air quotes for all of you listening. Uh, it's not that you're in class for six weeks. But there might be six in you know, live touch points and then activities that you do outside of these touch points. So um, those are just some of the reasons um, no. that I chose Maven and I chose that live, you know, cohort based. But Paula, I, you know, I would love for you to share kind of on the other side of this online course uh, development, because you and I both, but but you even more so than me, looked at the traditional online course route. Um, and, you know, can you talk to everyone about the advantages of creating a course and disadvantages if you'd like, but creating that, co that, that course and hosting it on a platform that's not live, but static and uh, repeatable? Yeah, of course. I mean, this is what's been great. Like, Chris and I have been able to share this journey over the past year and looking at what styles, you know, relate to us. So this has been, this is a great topic for us to discuss because as we were going down it and kind of looking at some of the, the more static ones, and as Kirsten was looking to build out something, it wasn't like she, it just wasn't speaking to her. So I'm glad that she found a platform because Kirsten totally excels at the live cohort style. So I am so excited that she found that type of platform um and me too I also love like yeah and i also love that it offers that flexibility that you just mentioned so totally excited for you for that but i'd probably be on the other side where 
I'm more comfortable in looking at um, the pre-recorded style and uploading it to a platform. For me, that's my comfort level. Yep. Um, and so I, you know, and I like that it also allows then someone to be able to view it on their own time. I, you know, I just like that flexibility for me that I can not only record or re record at any time, but I also like that the audience that they can watch it on their own time, whether it be during the day or night on the weekend. Yes. So for me, that would be the style that I would look, you know, to, to offer a course on. So just, you know, letting our audience know there are different platforms and different styles that you can consider. So truly look at something that you're passionate to, and also just brings out your personality. So just yeah, some and, things. To keep and I in think mind. being passionate about the topic Anyone mm -hmm. can do a course on anything. You don't have to be in the learning and development space. You don't have to, you could, if you're really passionate mm -hmm. about something that's not part of your career, you can yeah. do a course on that. Uh, you know, just making sure that you, you determine what do I want to say? Who's my target audience? What do they want to hear? And what mm -hmm. works best for me? Because to your point, you know, and Paula, you know, this from me going, looking into doing a recorded version of myself. Mm -hmm. It gave me so much anxiety. I was it like, oh, yeah. I yeah. can't do this. It has to be perfect. Whereas I yeah. feel like for me, the live cohort yeah. can be more like, eh, who cares if I bumble some words because it's live <laughs> and no one's going to remember this. And oddly enough, it's still going to be recorded so that participants can listen to it if they miss it. But there's other people. You're engaging with your audience. Yes. Yeah. And that's totally your style. You yes. love to engage, you know, so now, but Paula, I also loved that, you know, you saying for you, it would be more comfortable mm -hmm. to have that, you to have it be recorded, even if it means you have to record it several times to make sure you're comfortable with it. And then yeah. you also brought up a really good point about people being able to access the course at different times because there are, everyone's really busy, but mm -hmm. is it, I have a full-time job and kids at home. And I need to view this course and participate in this course at nine o'clock at night. Right. So, I, you know, I, I think you're right. There's, there's so many advantages to having that, you know, that what, what we call static course, that recorded yeah. replicable course, because then people can really take it where they are and when they, when they can do it. Yeah. Even for me, there's been <clears throat> courses that I like, um, that I viewed um, on my own time. I appreciate that they do uh, not only a live version, but they have a recorded session. Yeah. So sometimes I will sign up for something with no intention of viewing it live, but knowing then that they'll send the recorded version so that I can you know, view it on my own time. So I know for me personally, I just like that flexibility to be able to watch it, you know, on yes. demand, you know, as a static type of thing. So that, you know, is why I would choose that route for myself. Now yes. you were, you mentioned about the different topics and being passionate about the topics that, you know, that we would do our course on. So Kirsten, can you share a little bit more about your course and why the topic is so important? Yes, I can. And I'm happy to do so. Uh, the course I'm developing is the art and science of delivering effective feedback for new managers. What I've found is that Many people leaders are not comfortable giving feedback for any number of reasons. It could be that they feel it's harsh or that people won't like them or they'll hurt someone's feelings 
or they feel like they've been given feedback that they're um they're too my technical term here they're too wishy-washy and they don't <laughs> give that direct feedback so a lot of times um people leaders decide eh, you know no i'm 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 not going to do it uh being able to give direct feedback in a clear yet caring way is really tough and my course will focus on the concept called Radical Candor. It was developed by Kim Scott. She's got a book on the same name. Highly recommend. I'm a scholar of Radical Candor. I absolutely love the book. Um, please check it out because it's um, it, it changed my life in the way of giving feedback because I was the nicey-nice and the person would walk away saying, wait, did I, did I do something wrong? Right? Um, so... Definitely check that out. And I think along those lines, oftentimes we think about feedback as equating to something bad. I have to yeah. give that person feedback. And what we forget is that when we're giving feedback, we want to give it when it's good too. We want to be able to give someone some really specific, clear, direct, what was it they did great? Instead of like, hey, great job, you. You know, we want to make sure that we're saying, hey, in that meeting yesterday when you said this, that was amazing. You know, and then when we're giving that positive feedback, we're able to give that constructive feedback more readily. Um, and then when when we choose to give feedback that is clear and direct and coming from a place of caring, it clearly is opposite of being bad it really shows that we give a damn about that person's growth. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's an area that it's, I'm really passionate about. And, and I find it's something that a lot of people are not comfortable with. No. And I think you touched on, this is a great topic because you touched on so many points um, that I could relate to. I just think, you know, just over your career that when you generally received feedback, it was for, a, a bad thing, you know? So when someone says, I'm going to give you feedback, you're like, right away, you're like, what did I do? Um, so I appreciate that focusing on giving the positive feedback too, because you want to support that growth of the, that employee. Absolutely. And I mean, that is so true. Um, I think with this, I feel like we're getting in trouble, you know, when someone's like, I'm just going to give you a little feedback, but give the good too, because you want right. to say, Hey, I really liked whatever, you know, yeah. you went out of your way and did, or that, um, step you took, um, because then you're like, yeah, that, that leader, that manager appreciates what I do. So then when you do yeah. receive, if there happens to be, you know, any, um, you know, negative feedback, then you're receptive to it because you're like, okay, you know, I can balance out both yes. positive and the negative because it's for growth. Like you said, this is, this is a great topic, Kristen. Yeah. Well, and, and Paula, I think what you said really resonated with the people I've talked to. I when I used to get feedback and you probably did receive positive feedback, but it wasn't clear. It was like, <laughs> Hey, good job. Great job. Yeah, Paula. Right. Gold star. Yeah. And, and you're like, yeah. okay, I don't know what I did. So <laughs> then it becomes something you don't really file away as I did something really well. And here's what it did. You know, here's what it was. And here was the impact. What it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's a, that's a great point. Um, This is a great course. So Listeners, you know, look to to sign up for this. Don't you worry. Um, I'll let you all know how later. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Kristen, since you are our guest today, I'm yes. going to be asking some of our questions that we ask. I love it. 
guests. And that is one of which, you know, since our podcast does also focus on fun, you know, what would you say is something that brings you joy in your work? Yeah. And I love when we ask our, um, our guests this on the podcast. So I'm so (laughs) excited to share my thoughts on it. Um, I really find joy connecting others. So connecting, whether it's connecting them to a job or another person or, uh, you know, an event, whatever it may be. Um, But also seeing part of that connection is seeing the aha moments that they have. Um, I I think for me, when someone says, oh, I remember that yesterday when you told me six months ago. And it's like, oh, you recall you. You remembered that. And, you know, I'll give a, a very short story. I I actually, I'm coaching an individual who we're, we're talking about different things. And they said to me, yeah, yeah, don't worry. I I refer to that document that you gave me two years ago when we went through this course. <laughs> and I know, and it's like, even though it's like, all right, all right, let's make, let's make sure, you know, you're, you're, you're following along. The fact that the individual referenced something very specific from a training I had conducted at their organization two years ago. It gave me that little, oh, like you, yeah. oh, you took something away from that. Like it, it <laughs> feels good to see that someone took something away um, from what I, what I talked to them about. Yeah, that is a good feeling. Um, and Kirsten asking you another question. Uh, yes. Yes. And this is one that we ask all of our guests on the Savvy Session, and that is, what would you say is your superpower and how does it help you to succeed? Lately, uh, and especially since I'm exploring what I'll call new avenues in my business, I would have to say it's resourcefulness. Um, it, It may not be perfect. It may not always be what I thought it would look like but I can always make it work. Uh, you know, I, I use this personally when my daughter has a dress up as a insert character day, you know, <laughs> at school when it's like, shoot, that's tomorrow. All right, let's cobble something together. But I think, you know, having that resourcefulness to say, this isn't what I planned. And this, I don't exactly know how to do this, but I know enough to be resourceful and put something together that it may not it may not be the end product, but at least I can get it to where it needs to be for right now. So resourcefulness. I like that. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, um, to the audience, like this is all, you know, I'm hearing oh, it live too, just like you guys on what her superpower is. And it's I probably because I have so many superpowers that right. hard to choose. Exactly. Which one is she gonna yeah, dial up <laughs> during this conversation? But no, I like that resourcefulness. And I, you know, think that's a great one to have, you know, that you are not looking to be a perfectionist. Like to me, like being resourceful is saying that I, you know, know what it should look like. And I know the steps to take that I can get there. Maybe plan A doesn't work, but plan D is going to work. And it's still in the end going to, you know, like you said, make it work. So I like hearing that because that's passionate for me. Like just being resourceful and knowing that, you have the tools and skills and you'll yeah. figure it out. So that is you, Kirsten, yeah. for sure. Thank you. Thanks. I look up to you. You know, I always get advice <laughs> from you on some things. So I know, like, as Kirsten says, she makes it work and she does. So th- that is great for you to share 
with us. And Kristen, I want to just thank you so much for coming on today and sharing more about your upcoming course with us. I am so excited for you to be launching it next month. And to learn more about Kristen's online course and how you can join her waiting list, please go to thesavvysession.com for more details. Well, Paula, thank you uh, for the opportunity and thank you all for listening Um, It's been my pleasure. Please fill out my survey. Uh, I will be posting that uh, because I have a survey not only to join my waitlist for the current course, but I'm, I'm looking to get some feedback on courses that you all want to uh, want to take in the future. So um, I will have all of those resources on the savvy session.com and Thank you all for listening and please join us next time as we share more stories of business, life, and fun.